Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm Royal. I'm Melissa. And this is episode 15. And we have two very special guests for you today. Yes, we had the opportunity to chat with Kristen and Madison of Beauty Mavens Collective. These are talented sister estheticians based in Salt Lake City, Utah, who also specialize in coaching other estes with their careers. So grab your notebook and let's dive in. Okay, we are here with the Beauty Mavens, Kristen and Madison. Hey, ladies. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. We're so good. We're so excited to be here chatting with you guys. Thank you. We are excited to have y'all too. We're really looking forward to learning more about y'all and how y'all started Beauty Mavens and everything. So we appreciate you taking the time to be here and share your story with us. Yes. Yeah, thanks for inviting us on. Of course. <laughs> so let's just dive right in. Why don't y'all give us some background on, you know, how y'all got into aesthetics and how you started Beauty Mavens and everything? Yeah, so I, this is Kristen speaking, I got into aesthetics first. Um, I was going to college and I just realized that wasn't for me. Yeah. So I totally career path and went to aesthetics. And my sister Maddie here actually was not into it. She was like making fun of me, like, you need to get your degree. That's just a cop out. Um, <laughs> she was not supportive of me going to beauty school, but I did it and I really fell in love with it. Um, I took a lash lift course while I was in school and that just took off for me. Um, so from there, I, I've kind of done a lot in the beauty industry. From there, I had a home salon, um, and then I ended up getting into permanent cosmetics and booth renting somewhere else, and then I actually went on as a business partner to an existing salon, and that's kind of when Maddie came into the picture. She saw the income potential and how much fun I was having, and she was like, wait, what are you doing? I want I want to be a part of that. <laughs> so she finally joined the beauty industry. She had just gotten her bachelor's degree in public health and completely rerouted to beauty industry and so she did an apprenticeship under me oh nice and, yeah and then so nice. and then like six months into that business partnership that I had gotten into um we dissolved it it was not a good fit we did not have the same goals it just was not a good fit okay. so we separated it was very abrupt and we were not expecting it but the next day we started beauty mavens together wow, wow. literally the next day Literally the next day, it was, um, it was actually, it was really, really hard to end that partnership. It felt like a, I've never been divorced, but it felt like what I would assume a divorce feels like. Yeah. And yeah. it was so hard, but we had clients on our books the next day and I had tried with a partnership. I was like, let's just consider like, let's finish out the month and we'll get everything situated. And she was like, no, I think it's best if you go now. So we were like, we had to figure it out within like 24 hours, what we were going to do with those clients. So oh we told everyone for the next day, like, just hold on. We're moving somewhere. I don't know where. And we spent all day, like literally all day, um, looking at places to booth rent. And, uh, we were at Starbucks, like picking out a business name, signing up for an LLC. Like it was a crazy day. Oh, wow. Y'all are some savages. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. I have a lot of questions about what you just said. <laughs> so, um, okay. Let me, let me go back a little bit. Okay. So how long was it between, um, Kristen, you going to school and when you started apprenticing or Maddie, you started the apprenticeship? That would have 
been two years. Okay, two okay. years. Um, and uh, how was that doing an apprenticeship? I keep telling Royal that I need to. He needs to be my apprentice so he can learn more about the beauty industry. But he is. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was so nice. I loved it because I didn't have to go to schooling. Like I had already got done four years of college, so I was like over school at that point. And then, so I was able, but I was able to like learn and get licensed. But it was all in the business setting. Like we were literally growing our business and building our business building my clientele so when I was done it was like I I didn't have to now I'm done with school now I have to like okay now let's find a clientele now let's find a place to rent like Mm -hmm. it was just such a seamless transition and obviously it was really helpful that it was my sister but I think we always tell people like our biggest advice is to do an apprenticeship because like find someone that's going to train you because then they'll teach you how to read book and how to sell retail sell retail and market yourself and you'll learn all of these things that you're not going to learn in school which is ultimately why we started because we have our podcast too is because we were like wow so Kristen after doing the apprenticeship was like there were so many things like that you got out of this that I didn't in school so let's let's be a resource for people in the beauty industry who come out of school not knowing where to start with their business. So that's kind of why we decided to take it towards beauty professionals. I love that so much because it's so true. Like you go to school and aesthetic school is wonderful. Obviously it's so important. You have to learn how to do your treatments. You have to learn sanitation. You have to be able to pass your state boards, but they're just focused on getting you to pass your state boards. That is the whole purpose of aesthetic school. And I taught in um in Utah actually at aesthetic school for a while and it and I had my spa studio at the same time and I would get so frustrated because there were so many things I knew my students needed to know but there was no time in the curriculum to teach them that you have to just stick with the hours that the state wants you to spend on facial massage and on lymphatic drainage and you know all of those things and so then when they when they leave you're like okay good luck Call me if you need anything. Like, I know you're going to. (laughs) I feel like when I left uh, beauty school and started, like, building my business, I was, like, really salty towards that for a long time. I'm like, why did they not teach me this? Yeah. But then now that I'm, like, that's not what beauty school is for. And now that I've, like, we've been building our business to become a resource for the beauty industry, I totally get it. They do not have time. That's not what you're paying them for. Mm-hmm. So you do have to find other resources. So I'm so glad that there's like what we're doing with beauty mavens is an awesome resource. And what you guys are doing with spa strong, like your book and stuff, like there are resources out there. You have to find them after beauty school or during beauty school would even be better. And you have to invest, you have to realize that you're going to be investing in yourself and your business. Yes. To learn how to run your business. Yes, it's so true. I got a quick question. Is there any like courses like just in college that you'd recommend somebody to take if you know aesthetics is what they're going to go into or would they just go to like an aesthetic school instead or could they like prepare in college or would it just be business like get a major in business? Yeah, I feel like I always wish like I loved my public health degree and so we've had their health and we've had experience. Um, helping run their businesses and stuff, but even still, like it's hard to know 
like marketing and business and finance, like all of those things. No, like no one teaches you because unless you take classes. So I, yeah, if you're in college right now and you're wanting to do aesthetics on the side or you know you're going to do it later, like I would totally recommend taking some finance classes or some marketing business advertising. I honestly don't know the proper <laughs> terms for them, but <laughs> realm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I think like accounting, I mean, just anything that helps you on the back end because, mm-hmm. you know, doing the treatments that'll all come from aesthetic school, but all of the back end stuff that your clients don't see, like trying to do your marketing, trying to, you know, manage all of your, your stock and your finances and taxes, like all, it's just, there's a lot that goes into running your own business that people don't, I feel like it's getting more apparent. Um, there are voices in the industry who are talking about it more, but like when I started my spa, I thought it was just like, Oh fun. I get to pick my wallpaper and find a cute whatever and throw that in there. And now I have a spa (laughs) and (laughs) I was very, um, rudely awakened (laughs) (laughs) when I realized there's so much more that goes into it. And I wish that I had had resources like what y'all are doing or what we're doing or so many of the other awesome resources out there because it's hard. It's hard to, even if you're not doing this alone, like if you have a partnership or even if you're working for somebody else, like there's still so much that goes into being an employee that they don't talk about in aesthetic school either. Yeah. yeah. Well, and on that same line, I was going to say, if you, like, if this is making you feel like you want to sh- claw your eyes out, like talking about finance and taxes, like it's okay to work for someone and to be a W2 employee, you can still make great money mm-hmm. in the industry. Um, yeah. I think it necessarily everyone needs to be a business owner. I think it's awesome that everyone has the chance to, but if you don't love it, like, and if you love doing lashes or being with clients, like maybe an employee is something you'll want to do. Yeah, I think that that's very true. And um, there is so much of this, like, you know, be a solo entrepreneur, have a spa studio, you know, go and work for yourself. And that does work for some of us, but it does not work for everyone at all. And I, I mean, I've even noticed that since Royal and I started working together, I, it's going so much better for me because it's not just me trying to do it by myself because me on my own, I am a little too much of a perfectionist. I'm a little too scatterbrained and I didn't grow my business as well as I could have when it was just me as we're now doing with Spa Strong where I have a partner. So it's, it's not for everyone. And sometimes you have to find just what works for you instead of doing what everybody else is doing yes we went to well maddie went to LashCon and she i listened to the audio about it but there was there's a company in vegas they're called sass no house of sassy yeah house of sassy and they have an employee that's just an employee and she was able to save last year a hundred thousand dollars just from doing lashes oh my god like she's just doing lashes as an employee she actually I think she's the one that's gonna franchise for them yeah so she actually is gonna open her own business but like I would be happy with a hundred thousand dollars as an employee so there's there's lots of different possibilities and owning a salon is not like the end-all be-all unless that's what you want then it's awesome right I totally agree with that and I love that you brought up that point 
like you, when you're working for somebody else, I think sometimes there's this attitude of, oh, well, I, I ultimately maybe want to be an entrepreneur one day. And so while I'm working for this other person, I'm not going to give my all because then I'm just going to make them rich instead of make me rich. But that totally isn't true. If you do the best you can anywhere you go, regardless of who you're working for, you're going to earn commissions. You're going to make better tips. You're going to get more hours than maybe other people who aren't putting in the same kind of effort. You are still going to be able to grow your income and create a name for yourself. And that is only going to benefit you in the long run. But during that time, you don't have to worry about, you know, paying your own social security or your own medical or anything like that. You've got somebody else handling that for you. So in a lot of ways, it's a win-win. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love that y'all brought up that point that, I mean, like I said, it's owning your own business is not for everyone. It's okay if it is. It's okay if it isn't. But these resources are applicable to anybody, regardless of what, um, what path you're trying to take in the industry. Like you still need to grow your business, even if it's for somebody else. Yeah. And I also think it's okay if you thought that's what it is. And now it's not like if you wanted to open a salon and now you decided, Oh wait, I don't actually like this. It's okay to step back and go booth rent somewhere else. Yeah. And that, I think so often in this industry, there's kind of, not with everybody, but a lot of people, there's this like perfectionist mindset. Like I have to do it this way. This is how a lot of other people are doing it. I want it to work for me also. And if I realize that I want to change my mind, am I just changing my mind or am I failing? Am I a quitter? Like what, what is it really? But you're totally right. It's okay to change your mind and decide that that doesn't work for you. Yeah. It's a lot. So I bet a lot of people get into it and are like, Oh, what did I get myself into? (laughs) That's how we have felt many times. Yeah. I remember our numbers in 2019 and we were like, uh, <laughs> where's all the money? It's all in our business. But if we would have booth rented, like we could have taken home way more than we took home as business owners. Which, I mean, it was fun and we learned a lot, and it's great. But like, I don't know. It's just not always what you like. Biz owning a business is not always. It's not as glam as it looks, and I know it looks glam, and I know people like have that idea of it because I had that idea of it and now I'm like wait why did like I love it I do but some days I'm just like why why again did I want to do this like you know yes and I think good and bad with everything and so you got to figure out what works for you and what you're going to be able to like sustain yes absolutely yeah we just did our taxes and I was like what (laughs) happened I was like, Melissa, I might just fire you so I can keep more money because this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad reality sometimes. Yeah. It's true. And it's hard, especially. I mean, how long have y'all been doing beauty maintenance? How long has it been? Just over two years. Okay. So in the, especially in the first year, because we just started Spa Strong last year and um, it's hard. (laughs) You know, but then as you get things going, I mean, it just continues to grow as I'm sure y'all can attest to. We can already attest to that, but it's just, if you know in your heart that this is what you want to do, like you want to have your business or you want to, you know, become, get a promotion or whatever it is, you just have to keep 
working at it and take advantage of the resources that are out there that are available to you and grow the business that's or a career that's right for you. Yeah, yeah that's really good advice. Yeah, just don't quit when you're making pennies. I always joke about how when I first opened my spa, like it literally sat empty for like three or four months because I I had that if you build it, they will come mentality. So I built it and then I just sat there and I was like, okay, where are they? <laughs> and they didn't show up, but I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't know how to advertise. I'd worked at a medical spa where they handled all of the marketing for me. And um, so I always joke about how I would swipe on Tinder, not for dates, but just to find somebody to take me to dinner so I could eat that night. <laughs> because yeah. I was like, I have no clients. I have no money. And I'm paying two rents now because I have my apartment and my studio. What did I get myself into? But I just didn't quit. And it ended up working out. Did you two meet on Tinder? No. <laughs> no. no. No, 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 no. we didn't. I met her while I was on patrol. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he gets mad when I tell the story because I watched him hitting on another girl. Okay, okay, then... okay, cut. All right, anyway. <laughs> police officers, they're crazy. <laughs> Did y'all meet either of your husbands on Tinder? No, me and my husband were high school, street, uh, high school sweethearts, and then Kristen and her husband met in Portugal. Oh, nice. Oh. In Portugal, oh. that sounds romantic. It, well, it wasn't. It was not. Sounds <laughs> romantic. Wasn't romantic. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I want to talk real quick. Go back to the dissolved business partnership. Um, I don't know if this is something that you like going into detail about about what happened. But is there? Do you want um, yeah. to share anything about that? Yes, I will. I. I hate that how it ended, but I do like going into detail about it so people can learn from my mistakes. And mm. it totally got us to where we are at now. So it was it's like one of my favorite failures now that it's over. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things I did was I had known her for about a year and I was super excited about it. Like when she, when the opportunity came up, I was like, Yes, I'll be your business partner. Like she was really good at bringing in money. She was very personable with her clients, but the back end was just and like totally ignored an absolute mess. And I was like, I love that stuff. I'll come in. I'll clean up the back end. You worry about clients and making money. Um, and then it's going to be perfect. So mm -hmm. I jumped right in. Um, and I thought I knew her really, really well, <laughs> but after spending like almost every day with her, I was like, wow, our personalities are completely different. They don't really mesh that well business all the time. Goals. Our business goals are a thousand percent not the same. We did not have the same values. Um, so we just weren't a good fit first and foremost. So I would say if you're looking to partner with somebody, make sure you know them, like them and trust them in like do some sort of I don't know, go on vacation with them or challenge with them where you really see all aspects of the person. And if you guys are a good fit, like she's a great person, but we just together, we're not a good fit. Um, and then the other thing was she sent me the business partner contract and I it was like 20 pages long. I skimmed a couple pages and then I just signed it. I was like, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause we spoken and we're like, okay, it's going to be 50, 50, 50, right? Okay, cool. So I signed it. 
when I was leaving, the day I was leaving, I found out that what I found out what I had signed. Um, I was not a 50% owner of the business. I was a 50% owner of the cash, but I was 0% owner of any of our assets that we had purchased together. Any, like I had nothing else, just the money, just the money and just the debt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. So that was like killer to find out. Um, so read your contracts. So read every word of your contracts, no matter how long and boring they are, or hire a lawyer to do it for you. Because that was something so simple I could have caught and been like, no, I'm not okay with that. But yeah. I didn't. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm just sitting here like my heart is just sinking for you. I'm, and I know it was a while ago, but I can't imagine the devastation of finding that out. So you, but, so you didn't own any of the business itself. But you had 50% of the debt of the business. Yeah. We had taken – we were going to start – we were going to launch this product, and we had invested a lot of money into it that I – she didn't continue with it. So I know that all that money just, like, got thrown away, basically. Mm. Um, One of the things – it was actually a miracle. Um, I've actually never shared this before. Okay, one of the part of the problems was she would use the money for personal expenditures. Mm. Um, that's what I was trying to clean up in the bank accounts, and I like got her a separate bank account and stuff, but she was still doing it. So we were making like at least a thousand dollars a day in the salon, but our bank account never, ever, ever saw over three thousand dollars in in the account. Oh and I was gosh. like, "Where is all this money going?" Um, and so then when I left, when I found out, oh my gosh, I only get half this money. I'm like, what? Like, that's nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, the night before I left, two people paid these big invoices that they had. And I ended up walking away with like $10,000, which has never, ever, ever been in the bank account before. So I think it was an absolute miracle and totally supposed to happen that day. It was, uh, it was like a tender mercy in the midst of it all. And that's the money that we used to fund beauty mavens. Oh my gosh. That's a miracle that that worked out that she didn't have time to blow through that money before you got it. Yes. Oh my gosh, Kristen. That is so crazy. That's so crazy. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I had a very, very, very small, small, small scale um, situation with uh, after my car accident. Was it after my? No, it was right before my car accident when I was transitioning my um, my business to Los Angeles. I started sharing my booth with a girl who, actually, she had been one of my students when I was teaching at aesthetic school, and so I we always had a great. Ex- like relationship when she was in school. I thought she was awesome. And then uh, when we started sharing my space, um, I didn't have her sign anything. I didn't use any kind of contract. And when I was in LA and I got hit by the semi-truck, then uh, it just worked out where I ended up losing quite a bit of money. And she took everything and it was just like, there was nothing I could do about it because I didn't have her sign a contract. Um, so that is obviously much, much smaller. Like we'd only been sharing the lease for like a month or maybe two before, um, my injury. So even just that situation was devastating to me. And I lost like a thousand dollars maybe, but for you to be in that situation and how long were y'all working together before the partnership dissolved? 
Um, six months. It was May to November. Yeah. That's a lot more significant. And I'm so sorry that happened, but I'm so happy to hear that you were able to walk away with that money so that you could jumpstart into the beauty mavens. Yeah. So, it was such a miracle. And one thing we always say, because I wish that was like the last mistake we made. <laughs> I wish that was like the last time we felt like we like lost a lot of money, but it hasn't like we've continued to make mistakes, but we always, every time we're like, oh, that sucked. But, um, at least we made like, we made the $3,000 mistake so that we don't make the $30,000 mistake. Like yeah. there's so many times in business where you lose money or things happen and it's, it can be so hard and frustrating, but we always just try and keep the mindset like, well, what did we learn from it? Okay. Now, now that we learned that, like, but you, you like you make the small mistakes if it's five hundred dollars, and then you you take what you learn, and then you hope you don't make the same mistake the same again. mistake that would have costed you ten thousand dollars this time. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. It's all you win some, and then you learn some, and you learn so that you can do better in the future. And like you said, not make an even bigger mistake or something that potentially leads to like having to close your business or something like that. Um, okay, we know that y'all have to get going. Yes. So we want to uh, wrap up really quickly. We uh, we always like to ask our guests what boundaries, balance, health, and safety mean to them. So is that something that y'all could talk about real quick? Yes. Boundaries, balance, health, and safety. For the, the one that sticks out to me is boundaries because that's something that I have to work really hard on. Um, but I feel like it's just a, I mean, all of them kind of, it's just a way to protect yourself. And like, if you're not having, if you don't have boundaries, if you don't, if you're not taking care of your health, I guess it all goes back to each other. But if you're not balancing things, like you're going to experience burnout really quick, yeah. no matter what it, yeah. what it is that you're doing in your life. So to me, like with all the different aspects of our lives, things that we need to implement to protect ourselves from from that, from feeling burnout or not being able to sustain what it is that we feel called to do or what we want to do. Um, yeah, that's, I feel like that's a loaded question. <laughs> no, you're okay. That was great. That, that totally makes sense. And I think they are all kind of connected to help you like thrive in your business and not experience burnout, resentment, overwhelm, all those things that keep us from accomplishing the goals we know that we can accomplish. So I think you totally hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I feel like, I know, I was, I was like, I'm going to talk about boundaries. And then I was going, I was like, oh, I guess this, like, that same with balance and same with safety and same with health. Like, they all are just important aspects that we need to, like, keep in check. That's the thing is I feel like you can't just think about it one time and then, like, go on with your life or else then you're going to let your boundaries slip or you're going to realize. I mean, balance is kind of hard. I feel like. There's never a perfect balance, but I feel like there's seasons of your life where you you are like right now we have newborns, and so it's like we we still have our business, but like it's definitely unbalanced with how much time we're spending with our babies and our families, and like that's okay because 
this is this is the season of having kids and having newborns and then there were times like right before we had our babies where we were like pretty much all business so I think just like keep keep coming back to those at the different seasons of your life and making sure it works with where you're at right now yeah I think that's so important that you broke that that you brought that up because we do go through different phases we have different responsibilities we have different you know good things that happen tragedies that happen and we can't hold ourselves to the same standard in every single phase like we have to realize that sometimes we're going to have to give more time to family sometimes we're going to have to give more time to health sometimes we're going to need to give more time to business so yeah just being kind enough to yourself to give yourself permission to have the balance you need love it Okay, thank you so much for being here and for talking to us about your story and sharing your insights. We really, really appreciate it. Um, where can our audience find you? So we are on Instagram at Beauty Mavens Collective, and then on there, there's links to everything. Um, but our website is beautymavenscollective.com, and that has information about our coaching program, our monthly membership program. It has all the things there. So, but Instagram is where we hang out the most. Okay. We share beauty tips and tricks and it, it's really fun. Awesome. awesome. And then your podcast is um, on Apple podcasts and it's beauty mavens collective, right? Beauty mavens podcast. So beauty mavens podcasts. I totally forgot about this. Beauty <laughs> mavens podcast. And it is anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Okay, perfect. Awesome. We will link all of that information in the episode notes as well so that y'all can stay connected with the beautiful beauty mavens. But ladies, thank you so much again. We really appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was super fun. Right. Awesome. Bye. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Bye.